How's everybody doing on this tooth uh, Wednesday, September 26th? And what's today? Today's Tuesday. Just today's Tuesday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. What day is today, Jake? Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. See? They don't even know what day it is anymore. So they all just blend into each other. Well, you were at the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, and that's what I had on my paper Tuesday, but I must have said Wednesday earlier, so I was pretty confused today. WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also get us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry vans, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. It is 3.09 here in the station. Uh, looks like the U.S. dollar is up uh, 0.47%. Let's see what the weather is doing. 62 degrees and uh, cloudy outside. Looks like some gusty winds. Supposed to start clearing up, hopefully. We can, uh, let's get a... Yeah, it looks like uh, the midweek looks good for us here to do anything you need to do. I'm going to jump right into it today, and we got a really good show today. We're going to have uh, Tommy Marquez, like we always do at 4 o'clock, for our veteran news, giving us uh, some interesting tidbits that uh, to guide veterans in getting their benefits they need to get. And then at the, the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about an event here in our area, Kisses for Cancer 5K, Kisses to Cancer 5K. And it's uh, to support a local college ROTC gold bar club, the Valor Clinic and Ready for Life, as it supports uh, Wilkes Veterans Council and Air Force ROTC will be hosting uh, this Kisses to Cancer. From the inspiration of Major Candace Adams is Morelli, a Wilkes graduate and Air Force commissionee from Wilkes Detachment 752 who bravely battled uh, breast cancer until passing away in 2016. So they're going to be having an event for, in her name to raise some money for great causes in our area, and we're going to have them calling in at about 5 o'clock to tell us about that. We're also going to have uh, – we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. I'm going to have them call in the Wilkesbury Township Police Department Benevolent Association is hosting a fundraiser for their officer – that is uh, dealing with major surgeries that's taken them out of the game for a little bit. And they're going to be holding a fundraiser Thursday, which I plan on going to, and I expect to see a lot of you listeners out there. And it's uh, Skate for Patrolman Christopher Mackey. You know, Wilkes-Barre Township Police Department, Police Benevolent Association is putting on. It's going to be September 28th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Skateway at 610 in Blackman Street in Wilkes-Barre. Again, Christopher had surgery that made him unable to work for an extended period. He's exhausted all his sick time and leave time, and he uh, needs a little help to get himself on the road to recovery. And they're asking for people to help him with whatever you can afford to donate to help him during his recovery time. So, again, this event starts at 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock. I'm going to head there after the show on Thursday. Again, this is uh, Thursday from 6 to 9, September 28th. And I uh, hope to see a lot of you there. And if you're a business in the area in Wilkes-Barre or any of the surrounding areas, look to uh, support this officer. They, uh, they do God's work when it comes to supporting the community. And uh, every once in a while, there's a chance to give back like this. And I think we, uh, we owe it to them to give them back. So we're going to have them talk about that tomorrow. 
again, some great events in our area, local events for our local people here. And, uh, you know, it's something that, that's near and dear to my heart. We talk about law enforcement every day. And it's something that the community can come out and show their support firsthand. And uh, I encourage you to do so. And I should be there hopefully by about 6.30 on Thursday and hopefully see you there. Well, again, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. This story came to me by way of the New York Post. And I read the headline, and I'm just going to read the headline to you because that's what grabbed me and says, I need, I need to know more about this. More than 1,000 kids reported missing in Ohio this year in an extraordinary surge. 1,000 kids this year alone in Ohio, our neighboring state, And why this is not getting more attention, why this is not in the national platform or stage is beyond me. Why more aren't talking about this on a daily basis? More than 40, and I got to, it's just the numbers are, 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 if you're a parent, this needs to scare the hell out of you. And again, there's a multitude of reasons, but a thousand kids are a thousand kids. And the numbers monthly are staggering. And this is a mix of missing children, runaways, chronic runaways, trafficking. There's a whole plethora. Drugs, gangs. This encompasses everything. But this is why we talk about all the time the necessity for parents to be so involved in our kids' lives. As long as they're around. I don't care if they're 20, I don't care if they're 25, 30, 40. They still need to talk to mom and dad. They still need that advice. Now, you can't make them do anything, obviously, but that open dialogue is where we need to lead, especially for children under 18. Children are disappearing from northern Ohio in record numbers with more than 1,000 minors reported missing so far this year. More than 45 children have gone missing in the Cleveland-Akron area this month alone. And in August, there were more than 35 missing minors, according to the Ohio Attorney General's Missing Children's website. The disappearance are creating a disturbing trend in northern Ohio, which began in May when nearly 30 children went missing in just the first two weeks. Officials at the time called it an extraordinary surge in disappearance. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost repeated on Monday that the number of missing children is alarming, though he claimed the figure may be inflated due in- into inconsistencies in updating reports, which the Cleveland police have admitted to in the past. Yes, of course, we are worried about that, he told the local news channel. Now that we know, now... What we know is when we look behind the numbers, some of those represent repeated runaways and local police have talked about this. So some of this are repeat cases. They're double numbers. That's fine. Let's strengthen up the system because unless you know what you're dealing with, you can't address it. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't not be addressing it from the start. There's obviously a problem clerical errors in double counting repeat runaways so if the same child runs away five times that month which you think is an extraordinary but it's not it's actually pretty common for chronic runaways but that doesn't necessitate five reports five numbers being tallied to inflate this number 
let's fix that. That's an easy fix. The hard part is, why are all these kids going missing? Why are they running away? Where are they going? What's happening here? He added that the data from runaway cases, abductions, or sex trafficking is not always entered correctly as the state deals with police staffing shortages. Again, when it comes to children, I don't want to hear about staffing shortages. I don't want to hear about clerical errors. These are the children of your community. These are the children of our community. You need to get these things right. Again, if you don't know what you're dealing with or can't track what you're dealing with, how are you supposed to address the problem precisely? How are you supposed to put resources to something you don't have a grasp on to begin with? All of these things have localized reporting problems that, again, are functioning of the local conditions, the state attorney general said. We do our best to encourage compliance and to approve, improve assistance to remove barriers, but at the end of the day, we have to rely on the local partners that we don't control. Again, you're the state attorney general. You can institute mandates. You can go through the state legislature and institute reporting mandates to fix this, what should be a simple problem. Overcomplicating something for clerical issues, for statistics, for how you document things, is not worth the time and resources missed in actually searching for your missing children that are out there. Get a grasp on it. And again, this is just a snapshot of Ohio, our neighbor. President of the Cleveland Missing and the police chief of uh, Newburgh Heights previously sounded the alarm of the surge in missing children. For some reason in 2023, we've seen a lot more than we normally see which is troubling in part because we don't know what's going on with some of these kids, whether they're being trafficked or whether they're involved in gang activity or drugs, he told a local news station back in May, adding that he has not seen such high numbers of missing children before in his 33-year career. He said that it's likely that most of the cases involve children who ran away from home and were not abducted, but he said teens can be naive about predators who can be wolves in sheep clothing. And then they go on to list. And if you follow me on social media, you can go to my Facebook page and, and see this story. Read it for yourself. They have pictures of a, a bunch of the missing children from this area. Again, this is not all-encompassing. It's a, a few dozen pictures. And just saying they're showing a 15-year-old that uh, vanished after attending a house party on June 17th. A 14-year-old went missing on September 12th from an American township, 17-year-old that was last seen, a 16-year-old disappeared on September 20th, 17-year-old vanished from North Canton, just a few days earlier, a 17-year-old last seen in Cincinnati, a 14-year-old, 16-year-old and 17-year-old disappeared within five days of each other earlier this month. He said the state is working with the University of Toledo to develop an improved statewide data collection reporting system to help find these missing juveniles. Law enforcement can't be everywhere and can't see everything. We rely on the people, the population, because we have 11.7 million pairs of eyes that they could keep their eye out. Meanwhile, concerned parents have started their own efforts to locate missing children who, uh, including a parent who started an organization, join us in minors protection to help bolster support and awareness. As a community, I feel we need to do more. 
She told a local news station, we need to make it a priority. Well, obviously you need to make it a priority. Everyone needs to make it a priority. From law enforcement to the state attorney general to the universities, I'm hearing a lot of excuses here. I'm heard, hearing a lot of we don't know here. But in the end, on paper, be it right or wrong, you have a 1,000 missing children this year alone, 50 a month. You need to do something. There needs to be action, not excuses. And the adults that they're put in charge here, and I don't know any of the political affiliations here whatsoever, and I don't care, just like I don't when it's here in our backyard in Lackawanna County or Luzerne County when it comes to the Office of Family, Youth, and Service, Child, Children's Services. This isn't a partisan issue. This is people dealing with red tape, clerical issues, looking for excuses when there's children missing by the dozen every month. Find out what the reasoning is. Do something. Bring in investigators to interrogate, to interview family members. What's going on? Was there an issue here? What do we suspect? What do we know? What we don't know? You know, in New York City, when I was in Organized Crime and Narcotics Bureau, we did an intel booklet on everyone we arrested, every drug dealer, everyone buying drugs. And because of those intelligence booklets, and again, they were 40, 50-page booklets, that encompassed a whole lot of information. We were able to connect because it's a lot of the same players down the road who was involved with who. When you got a drug dealer, you know, here, he normally works with these people. Let's look to see where these people were when this happened for a future crime or a future homicide that involved narcotics. Let's see who his players are. These are the things they need to be doing. Not talking about, well, we might be double reporting thing. We need to figure out what's what. We really don't know what's going on. You got a thousand kids missing. You better damn well find out what's going on fast. And why this isn't on a national platform more. I mean, I guess getting in the New York Post is something. But this should literally lead the nation, not which girlfriend was at a football game. This should literally lead the nation in headlines. A thousand children missing so far this year from Ohio. It's incredible the lack of responsibility for those we put in positions of power take when the spotlight's on them for not doing what they should be doing. We need to insist they start doing what they should be doing. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is Tuesday. I've confirmed that. It's 326, 61 degrees and cloudy, and it's time for Rob's Rundown. Things that are happening in our atmosphere we really won't get into uh, in depth today during the show, unless you want to. You feel free to call and expand on it. But they're happening in our atmosphere, and uh, we should be aware of them for this Tuesday September 26, 2023. Well, Senator Casey and Fetterman join calls for Menendez to step down. Looks like uh, they've got the okay, the Democrats, to uh, throw their person under the bus because it's a safe Democrat district. PA unemployment sets another low. It's always a good thing, but a lot of people are working more than one job lately. The Pennsylvania Turnpike to add electric vehicle chargers. Again, why are the taxpayers footing the bill for these chargers? Did we pay for gas stations anywhere in the country? Hunter is suing Rudy. That should be interesting. It's funny how he doesn't have money to pay child support, but he's got money to sue everybody. An area of forest is expanded in Scranton. Outdoor space is always a good thing. 
Plymouth man charged with a shooting. And Biden it says to picket, but has picketed with auto workers. He spent less than an hour on the ground and less than 15 minutes with those picketing workers. And there's a picture on my social media that shows pretty much how they felt of him being there, regardless of how they spin it. A court sides with an advocacy group in viewing Luzerne election tapes. Those are videos that they have 30 days to redact and get as per the lawsuit. A man buys 58 delinquent properties in Luzerne County. wonder if there's any motive behind that. And will increased rain that we've had over the past year increase, increase area sinkholes that we've been dealing with? Well, it's an interesting topic. Hopefully, uh, you know, it doesn't affect us. But if you live anywhere near uh, an abandoned mine on top of it, near it, Anywhere it might affect you, uh, mine subsidence insurance is a very good idea, and it's extremely cheap. I've seen some policies for $100 a year, and it's worth getting if you have the potential or it's near your property, running, neighboring your property, your driveway, anywhere. It's a good piece of insurance to get, and there's maps you can get to see if it affects you or not. And that's it for Rob's Rundown on this Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. Um. Somebody said, I just heard a little while ago, it was 12,000 kids. Regardless, one is too many. Well, I agree one is too many. I sent you the link to the article. And this again, this was just, that might be 12,000 kids nationwide. But just Ohio is 1,000. And they're averaging anywhere between 45 and 50 a month. Um, somebody else texted in, a statewide system is inadequate. Had kid on my caseload, turned up missing. She ran away, turned up in New York City being trafficked. They were also counterfe- uh, counterfeiting ring. It's, you know, even though a child runs away, they are still most likely becoming a victim. A lot of people say, oh, a chronic runaway, they're a runaway, they're a problem child. No, the child is asking for help. That's why they're running away. And most of the time, a great majority of the time, they run away and become victimized. Victimized by a boyfriend, victimized by other people's families, victimized by traffickers, by drug dealers, by sex trafficking, by the sex trade. There's a multitude of things. And again, working my first career in the late 80s, early 90s at 42nd Street, when it was the horror that we remember it or it's historically known as, not the, the current Disney shopping mall, MTV, you know, whatever bought it now. It was totally different that day, back then. You could not literally walk five steps as a police officer, five steps without someone raped, robbed, stabbed, or being trafficked. And with the Port Authority right there, you know, I saw firsthand these kids getting off buses from everywhere, wandering around, and the predators were everywhere. And being how old they are, you know, if obviously if they're a minor, we could do something. But if they weren't, if they were 18, if they had their own... Well, you know, it's about them because of their age. There's not much we could do except warn them. And then you saw them months later hooked on drugs, hooked on this, you know, working in one of the, the places down there, the, store, the, the, the topless places or the, the sex show places that 42nd Street used to be known for. It was a, a horror. So, uh, so uh, it's... Troubling, because a lot of these kids get written off as problem kids. They're not problem kids. They need help. 
And uh, that's what we need to focus on. But without knowing the whys, what's, and how's, which is, seems to be a lot of excuses for that in Ohio, getting that right help, getting the correct help, getting the right placement, getting the right assistance can't be done. You cannot hand, get a grasp on something you don't have an idea of. You could start the process. You could start putting Band-Aids and putting your finger in the dike where the leaks are, but you cannot repair it. You cannot fix it. You cannot put a safety net out there, an all-encompassing safety net, to help the problem as a whole. You're basically playing catch-up. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michael. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 3.37, almost 3.38 here, 61 degrees and cloudy. Uh, what else do we got going on? Let me go to the phones. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098 and get involved with the conversation. Let's hear your point of view. We got uh, Joe from Berwick on Missing Children. Joe. Well, Rob, I'm going to bring a couple things up. I mean, for one thing, just listening to your show and unfortunately remind me once again of why it is I have to grab my firearm before leaving my home because of so much of the evil that's out there. But, you know, when I, I, I listened to you talk about this issue, Rob, I've said this multiple times before on all different kind of shows whenever this issue comes up. When we have a border that is so porous that we can bring that, that basically thousands of children can just walk across here and disappear into our interior with nobody knowing what's going on. The very scary part about that is it also means children can be smuggled out in, in into to various places where there might be a demand for them. And and I and I sadly must say, you know, and as heartbreaking as it is, I have no doubt that that's what's going on with some of these children who are showing up missing. Uh, people need to be held accountable for this, and you know, and as you point out, they're not. Um, and and you know, the other the other thing with this, Rob, uh, you, you're right in saying that this isn't what's going on is going on in plain sight. The, 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 but a point is, first of all, why is it happening and, and why does nobody seem to care? And I would point out that in a society where we now find it normal and acceptable to hand children pornography in our public schools, people don't have that godly conviction anymore about the innocence of children. So, yes, it's, it's unfortunately not surprising that this is what we've come to, that we we now have children being abducted all over, and and we know that so many of them are being trafficked. And it, it's basically like they're in plain sight. People know about it, but people don't care. And, and the reason there are so many people who don't care is because this is what's become of us when we have we sexualize children will be no longer protect their innocence and see them as something, you know, that, that needs to be uh, protected for our, our, our moral well-being. And this, it, it's almost like, I, I hate to say it, but it, it's not surprising that this is what we've come to. People like you and I are shocked and angry, and, and but there are too many people who simply are not. They're, they're willing to 
even like you said, people in positions of authority. They notice. Well, that, that's what gets me the most here. We, we know there's okay. e- we know there's evil in the world. We know this stuff happens. We know the types of issues there are. But the fact that they don't even have a grasp on it because of clerical errors, because of reporting miscues, because they're not doing enough, putting enough resources in different areas. That's where I lose my temper. That's where I lose it, because these are people in these positions to prevent these things. These are people in these positions to make sure these type of things don't happen. And they're not doing it, which means what? Parents and adults in this community, in these communities, in our communities, all around the nation, need to step up, stop paying attention to the little phones in front of them, stop listening to their AirPods and pay attention to their their environment, pay attention to their resources. You know, when when they say, see something, say something, that goes for something like this, too. And it may be nothing, but if if you're getting a bad feeling about someone, if you're getting vibes that there's something just not right with somebody, with the juvenile, that something may be wrong, they may be in distress, you know what, it doesn't take much to put in a call and say, hey, I just don't feel right about this. There's something going on. It may be 100% right, but, you know, I just think it should be checked on. Yeah, well, it, it, it is. And I and, and I follow you. I mean, I think we're saying two the same things from different angles. It, all those things happen in, in a society, in a, in a world where people care about children. And to me, there's so many things going on that tell us that we have people who don't care about the moral innocence of children anymore and that's why so many things are letting you know be slipped through the cracks more or less i appreciate your call joe thanks for your perspective on that thank you thank you and and he's right and i think it's that in combination with the self-centered nature of that we're in where everything lately is about me 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 we need to start, and this goes for parents too i mean stop trying to be your kid's friend stop trying to be the nice person be a parent that's your job first and primary, the safety and welfare of your child. If they if they uh, get along with you, if they like you, if they don't, they, you know, listen, I don't care how good your kids are. They're not going to like you at times. They're going to like you at times, but they love you always as long as you send the right message to them. It is 443 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 346 here, 61 degrees and cloudy. We've been talking about children, and I want to talk about this little man, a little football player from our area. Headline reads, boy eight injured in a crash on a way home from a youth football game, the coach says. An eight-year-old boy was on his way home from a youth football game in Carbondale, suffered serious injuries Sunday in a car crash in Dixon City, the coaches and family says. The child, Kashawn Waller, suffered head injuries and is require and required surgery at Guy Singer Medical Center in Danville, said close family friend. He's an awesome kid, she said. He's tough. He's a fighter. Police Chief William Belinsky said police were called to a report of a head-on collision at 1.55 p.m. Sunday near Wegmans on Business Route 6. He confirmed that a juvenile had been injured in the crash but did not immediately release further details of the crash. It was really bad last night, said Coach Tish Lavelle. It was really scary. Kashan, known to his North Scranton Vikings teammate as KJ, has played on the youth football team for two years, said assistant coach John Howe. Kashan plays defensive end and offensive tackle. He's a great kid. He said in a statement on his Facebook page, for his uh, candidacy on the Scranton City Council, respectful uh, respectful and coachable. Smart and funny, most of all, he said, strong. They are accepting donations. Financial donations for the child's family can be made 
at the team's Putnam Street football field house said decals printed KJ Strong will be on sale for $5 each. It does not say when they're going to sell these. It does not say, but I'm sure they have practice down there. So if you are in North Scranton, visit the Junior Vikings practice field and touch base with there and see if you can get yourself a KJ Strong sticker for $5. Support the family. He's uh, in a banged-up state, but he's a warrior. He's played for his team. His teammate's going to play back for him. So hopefully uh, hopefully you support this young man. You know, unfortunate incident, head-on collision in front of Wegmans on Route 6 in Dixon City. On the way home from a game, I miss the days of uh, junior football here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I coached it for five years with the junior chiefs up with my son and his team before he moved on to uh, high school and then college football but uh to this day i uh if i see if i'm in the area if i'm driving by practice or a game you know i pull over and watch the little guys the 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 a teams the b teams the c teams the d teams these little guys running around in their uniforms it's great to see that start so young that team environment we need more of that i I know a lot of people you know look at football and say oh the dangers and this and that it with 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 any sport, there's a danger. I mean, I've seen someone take a baseball to the head. I've seen lacrosse. I've seen every wrestling, broken bones. Um, but if you can get down to the North Scranton Vikings, Junior Vikings practice field to get yourself a KJ Strong decal, I'm going to head down to see if I can get myself one as well. Support this young man. It's 3.50. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. Great music selection from Jake this day. On a Tuesday. See, I came in, thought it was Wednesday. It was all messed up. All messed up today. The music makes everything right. It's uh, 354 here at WILK News Radio, 61 degrees and cloudy. Uh, we've talked about it a bit here, and uh, I know the governor has been all over social media touting it. It's gone national to where we are going to have automatic voter registration now in Pennsylvania. Now, he says he has the authority to do it. Um, Some people in legislature and the state say that he does not. I mean, we'll see where that goes. But when you dig into the nuts and bolts of this, he's Governor Josh Shapiro is running around on social media, spiking the football, saying, you know, this is this is the right thing to do, that we do all the right checks. We vet. We have I.D. We know who you are when you apply for a driver's license. So it makes sense to register you to vote. Automatic voter registration. I believe 20 other states do it as well. Now, my question at first was, well, what will the default party be? I mean, obviously, if they're going to automatically register you the vote, uh, is everyone going to be an independent? Because that's a problem, because then you can't vote in Republican or or Democrat primaries. Are they going to register everybody as a Democrat? Well, we all know how that goes. They're surely not going to register everybody as a Republican. So that was my question. And it turns out when you look into what it really means, what impact this will have, how it's really working, it's pretty much nothing. It's really no change to what they've always done. This is smoke and mirrors. Look at me. Look what I've done. I'm making things better for you to vote. I am the pro-voting governor for Pennsylvania. I want to uphold our democracy and make sure everyone's not disenfranchised and can vote. Not that everybody's disenfranchised now. If you can't figure out how to vote, maybe you shouldn't be voting to begin with. So what's the exact change? What does this change? If you've ever 
renewed or gotten your driver's license on the pad that you have, it usually asks you, would you like to register the vote? Just like it asks you, would you like to be a, an organ donor? Have you rem- do you remember seeing that? I do. do you, would you like to register the vote? And you could click yes or no. In the new process, that screen doesn't give you an option to press yes or no. It takes you right to the voter registration screen. And unless you back out of it, which you can, you'll go through the process to register the vote. So all this new hoopla did, all this discussion, all this, I mean, I must have counted three dozen social media posts by him touting this new revolutionary extension for voter rights. All it did was take away the screen that asked you, would you like to register the vote? Yes or no. That's all it did. It took away that screen and it took you right to the register to vote screen. When you apply for your driver's license. Just like, you know, would you like to register to be an organ donor? I think they'd be better off just, well, I guess it's your right to, re- to, to decide if you don't want to be an organ voter for whatever donor for whatever reason. But that's all it did. That's all all this talk did was take away that screen to give you the option, yes or no, would you like to register the vote? Now, you can still back out of it, so you don't have to register to vote. It's not automatic. You still have to process it, and you can back out of it. You can exit out that screen, and then it goes on with the rest of your whatever you're there for at the DMV, at the driver's license processing center. That's all this did. And again, it goes to show you how manipulative government is. I mean, this is really a whole lot of nothing. And when it first came out, I was angry about it. You know, why, why are you automatically registering people to vote? Does it open up fraud? There's a lot of questions. And again, I really don't have a problem with it being part of your vote driver's license. Like, it, it's always been there. And it hasn't been an issue. Would you like to register to vote? Yes or no? It was actually great for my daughters when, when they became eligible to vote. When they renewed their driver's license, they were 18. Yep, we want to vote. It was convenient. It was easy. But they make it sound like something it's not. All they did was take away the screen, giving you the option, yes or no. And it takes you to the screen to register to vote, and you can exit out and move on. So you don't automatically get registered to vote. You don't have to automatically get registered to vote. But they turn it into this issue to make an issue out of a non-issue. And why do they do that? Well, first of all, it makes him, looks like he's doing something. Look what I did, my Democrat base. I made it easier for everyone to vote. Everyone's automatically going to be registered. No, you didn't. You didn't do anything. You took away a yes or no screen. And it gets the dialogue and it distracts those on the other side arguing about something that is not an argument to begin with because he didn't change anything. And this goes on with almost every topic we're discussing now. It's distractions to keep us from focusing on the fact that Pennsylvania still doesn't have a signed budget. It's not completed. It's not done and sealed. The fact that we have things going on all over the place nationally with a shutdown looming and everything else, it's distractions. Distraction after distraction. It's 4 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 